I would absolutely ban private and public schools if I were in power. That's the first step, the first thing I'd do. Can't that's, that's where you fix the problem. You, you fix it as well. What's, not, what's, not, what's, what's the, the second system first? <laughs> first thing I would do. Which which to which system would you choose, Adam? A proportional system of some sort. A proportion of some sort. Of Adam's own design called Adam Dean. <laughs> Adam Dean, the proportionate design. See, there's, there's problems with this because people don't appreciate the complexity of proportional representation in the sense that you could have an STV system and you could have an MMP, also known as an ATV system. But you can also then have systems within, like, like the DeHunt method is used for European parliamentary elections, and people's eyes glaze over by the time you get down to step two. Uh, uh, is that because you've used about eight synonyms? What's the word? Acronyms. Acronyms. No one understands. I favour my system where it's essentially like jury duty, but you're an MP for a week. <laughs> I'm not sure a week is long enough. That, Six no, months. no, that's it. MP that, no, for no, no, a week. one week. Oh, it's Friday. I think everything Bye, would have to be massively simplified and it'd, because it would just be carnage and nothing would get done for about a decade. You so, know what would happen is it would just be like um, Yes Minister, where it would be, no, <laughs> no, be no, a but, large but, group of civil people no, underneath they're, it they're, who they're run gone, the entire thing. They're and it's also like, jury. They're also select everyone, just every bit of supporting infrastructure is bust in on a week basis and it's not staggered. It's just people turn up cold every Monday. So you just seem. It sounds horrendous. It sounds like anarchy. It sounds like structured anarchy. (laughs) Structured, I love it though. Yeah, but it will be at first. And then they'll think, like, this is terrible. We're actually living in like a nightmare. Let's start educating everybody. To the level of an MP. So Edu- education. if this guy turns up and he's the Prime Minister next week, he's got a chance of doing it. I mean, the Roman Republic did use a system whereby um, the members were just randomly pulled in to act on behalf of the citizens. Yep. But not every week. That's where they went wrong. I think I think there's something to be said for making becoming an MP a lot more accessible as a thing. Yeah. People do you, don't weekly, really understand. Do you consider it accessible? Okay, education aside, education is a problem there. People yeah. don't understand who the hell an MP is and what it does. Not after my system. Oh. Structured anarchy aside, do you think that it is... Do you think it's quite easy to someone for someone to become an MP? Do you know the process? For I have to absolutely an MP? no idea, and I think that's that's a problem. It costs exactly five hundred pounds, and as long as you can get the vote, you could become an MP. You yeah. need to get the vote, and for that, you need some stuff like party backing. That's the thing, isn't it? That's the thing that I think a lot of people struggle with is the feeling that they agree with some parts of party politics and other parts that they don't that they disagree with and therefore don't want to align themselves with that party and then feel like actually they've got no chance of which is a problem with first past the post welcome to money for old rope welcome outside of that 20 minute conversation (laughs) half an hour conversation (laughs) on politics i'm definitely going to cut this week hosted by three of your favorite people deborah sam and adam deborah what is your idiom this week uh my idiom is on your bike on your bike which on... doesn't really work because you two are the ones who cycle and i definitely don't do enough of it so i'm not sure why i get <laughs> to use cycle. the city I, you cycle. I occasionally cycle but definitely not to the same extent as you guys but um, sam i get a bike sam what are you already uh, tie the knot tie the knot as in marriage i assume stop guessing <laughs> my idiom it's not guessing time adam <laughs> my idiom this week is pass the book We've all chosen such succinct idioms this week. Yeah, I nice. like that. It's good, which is unusual because the succinct ones have generally gone. Yeah. We've generally done the short, snappy, like three-word idioms, I think. <laughs> I feel like I've done only complicated <laughs> long ones. <laughs> ones that I can't remember the, the exact wording of and then just go, the other one with the bread and the slicing, the thing with the stuff and the bread. Deborah Sims, on your bike. Yes, on your bike. What does it mean? Do you tell me. It's just like, go away. Stop it. Stop. Stop it. <laughs> you remember Stop It and Tidy Up, the TV show? No. Oh. Stop It and Tidy Up. Nope. Yeah. Me and Terrence had a full kind of like discussion last night about um, the origin of what Spywatch was. 
and whether we were talking about the same program or whether it was a different program, one, one of which. I remembered it so, all. Yeah, Spy Watch was this thing that you watched at primary school oh. where it was about the Second World War and it was like oh. learning bits interspersed with like bad drama. And it was that. a bunch of kids who were like evacuated to the countryside in the Second no. World War. Um, I didn't remember it until I remembered ver- a very like specific episode where Ter- Terence also did. We remembered different episodes and that's why we got really confused about whether we were talking about the same pro- mm. program or not. On your bike. On your bike. What do you think it is? Um, it's generally offensive, I think. You use it to say to someone like, on your bike. I don't know why you say it in a gruff accent maybe after a brawl in a pub yeah but... it does feel like it. I mean when I looked it up it was pe- most people have spelt it Y-E-R yeah. like you don't say on on your... your bike off you go on your bike sir it's like <laughs> on your bike mate you have to say mate at the end of it yeah. in theory um, on your bike on your bike yeah, so you it... reckon it's kind of like a derogatory thing I, I think it, I think it's at the end of an argument and you know it's either going to end in fisticuffs or it's going to end or someone leaves and mm. it's that it's that moment of just like if you take my advice right now, you will leave. It's quite lighthearted. I don't know. I think really? It's just oh, on your bike. Yeah. No. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, I didn't feel like it was okay. a full anger thing. No, like I've a really got bad. Really thing. negative connotations around oh, it. Interesting. Hmm. I feel like it, it. I would say it much more in a almost like a humorful way. Like a yeah. nah, I get lost. Kind of like if we were disagreeing about something, hmm. I no longer had an argument. I'd be like, on your bike. Right. Get out of it. Like. Adam would take deep offence. Yeah, <laughs> get deep offence, and then we would never speak again. <laughs> Fair enough. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's basically it. Like, it's just get lost, go away, kind of like. Do what? I I I I have reached the end of my argument with you, and I have no other way of saying like. This is over. <laughs> Get lost. Um, so, I have three options for you Ooh. about its origin. Before you start that, yes, I'm going to stab in the dark and say that it's 1800s in origin. Okay. And it's to do with the fact that bikes were the primary mode of transport, Okay, which meant that you could go slightly faster than just walking away. Sam, any pre-origin origins you'd like to... Just put out make there a really bland guess as well <laughs> uh, it's to do with it's using do with a bike bikes. to leave a situation <laughs> yeah it's not very <laughs> to be fair, is it? not overly <laughs> sorry just keep laughing because adam's face is really like i'm trying to you think... look like you're trying to add more detail but you can't <laughs> think of any i was trying to think of other origins actually i was trying to think of other possibilities because i can only really think of a time when bikes would be the primary or the fastest mode of transport outside of horses, and not everybody has a horse. But then not everybody would have a bike. Horses are quicker than bikes. Did you ever? You don't watch the Amazing Race, do you? No, not you. it's not syndicated in the UK at all, so you don't see it over here. But um, they had last season, and I really wanted to be in this situation. They did a camel versus a bike race. So the race, the racers had to race camels. I think they were in Saudi Arabia or somewhere. Camels like that. are pretty fast, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, it was a very impressive. It was a very impressive race. <laughs> I love the way he said, "Yeah, um, yeah." But it was cool because two of the guys in there were quite sporty, and yeah. and even it took even them like three attempts. And I reckon it would take me more, but it took them a long time to be able to beat these camels. That's the sort of thing that I think I would enjoy, and then I would find excruciatingly painful. It's to watch. really entertaining. Yeah. I highly recommend you find it and watch it because it's a great show. Options. Are you ready? Yep. Da, 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 da. Start oh. with Bernard Levin of the Times. No date. It would be better for you if you get on your bike promptly and pedal fast. Just came okay. up in the Times. No other, no other context. Wales, 19th century. Interbreeding caused by small communities in Wales. 
young men were told to get on their bikes and cycle to the next village instead of bothering local women. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> Third one. In the aftermath of urban riots in the summer of 1981, Tebbit responded to a suggestion that the rioting was caused by unemployment by saying, I grew up in the 1930s with an unemployed father. He did not riot. He got on his bike and looked for work, and he went on looking for work. I don't believe the first one. Okay. Because the Times and all periodicals have a habit of keeping exact records. Yep. So I don't believe that for a second. Okay. The Welsh one I want to believe. Yeah. Because it's hilarious. <laughs> and the third one? The third one, who was it, Tebbit? Uh, yeah. Tebbit in 1981, yeah. With a quote about his father going yeah. on a bike ride to get a job. Ooh. It's pretty late, isn't it? 1981. It is, but I could believe it. Under the bus was like 2006. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That was crazy. I'm going to say it's, it's like disputed that it could be two, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a stake in two and say two. Number two. I think it's the Wales one. You're all about Wales. Yeah. All right, cool. I think three. You think three? Yep. Um, conservatives. Yep. Okay, so the internet does not agree. Ghosts. Yes. All three were posited as options. Uh, really? Including random to quote from the Times <laughs> with absolutely no date or time. Just like, this guy from the Times said bike once. This was a good thing. Um, but yeah, the second one was actually a thing. It was, uh, it was um, policed by the church and it was a, um, a, a way of getting people in Wales because I guess the, a lot of their villages are in low valleys and actually getting to other villages was quite difficult. So once bikes were invented, they distributed them into villages in hopes that, like, they would get a wider variety of gene pool. I think they're the worst things to get out of valleys on. Bikes are horrible. Yeah, that's fair. But, you know, it, they're probably quite far away from each other as well. Kick off the mountain biking craze. Yeah. So they just had, like, public consumption bikes that you could pick up and Well, I don't know. I have no idea how it was actually done. But, like, the idea was that if you went and knocked on some woman's door, the guy would be like, on your bike! And then he'd have to get on his bike, cycle to another mm. town, and meet another young lady there, do some courting. It's like I'm, I'm definitely dubious of all three. To early, be fair, but early, like, early there's no, bikes. there's no research based on that. And that, so. that first one, that first one's just like you'd stick it. <laughs> just you, like I saw a bike once. You'd stick it on Wikipedia, <laughs> and it'd get deleted within five minutes yeah, by yeah. some guy going, "This is nonsense. Why did you post <laughs> Why this on did here?" Did you do this? But I was like, I have to have three options. I'll just go with the really silly one. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I, th- I mean. The Tebbit one definitely has more, like... Gravitas? Yeah, somewhat so. But it doesn't really have the wording, nor no, the kind of local no. colloquialism that the new... that the later version has, which but, makes more sense from a Welsh background, really. But then we also did determine that Bob's your uncle, which was around the same period. No, it wasn't. It was earlier than that, wasn't it? Um, the Prime Minister whole, your uncle's Bob. Oh, yeah. that's, that didn't oh, really yeah. follow. So, yeah, if anyone knows, if anyone has better research and resources... Have you got a modern equivalent? For on your bike, I haven't thought of one. Bikes are still pretty in use. You said bikes are on so your pretty. skateboard, maybe in the nineties. <laughs> on your skateboard, on your skateboard, lad. I tried. Um, I tried skateboarding once. What's that thing that you, that people in like <laughs> doing like a backwards and forwards San Francisco? You know the the guy who invented the motorized looks Se- a bit like a scooter. Segway. Segway. On your Segway. On your Segway. <laughs> guy died on one. It was really yeah, bad. Yeah, that was really bad. It was, it, to be fair, it was like an off-road Segway, and he was off-road at the time. I think he fell down a cliff on an off-road Yeah, but he segway. went reversed oh to God, let someone pass. Super grim. <gasps> uh, yeah. And then just reversed, like, off. off. 
Yeah. Oh my god, that is horrifying. There's also the um, horrible uh, portmanteau, swagway. Swagway is a great word. What's a no, swagway? No, it's it's very satisfying to say. <laughs> it's just not. Swagway. It's one of those things that gets called a hoverboard. It's not a hoverboard, sorry, if you used to call it a hoverboard. It's not hovering, it's got wheels. It's got two wheels, it's essentially magic. Oh, God. <laughs> it's got two wheels, it's essentially magic. Gyros, how That's do they brilliant. work? I really enjoyed those ones that they were like a skateboard that was supposed to be able to go down hills, so they're like separate All skateboard two... can go down hills. Well, I know, but like... Um, <laughs> Anything can go down a hill, on, on like a hill, like a grassy a mountain hill. board. Yeah, I think so. It's like, it was two separate pieces and they like move That's a separate separately. thing, That's like a snakeboard sidewinder. No, kind that, of that, a... that moves... Basically, what You're I'm describing to... many things here, don't I know. What I'm saying is that I don't know if about, enough about it, but I remember watching... You remember that, like, like the vets program? Do you remember when they used to follow a bunch of vets around? One of them was a rad skateboarding <laughs> vet. <laughs> he wasn't, like, a rad <laughs> skateboarding vet. He was, like, a vet, and he was inventing this type of skateboard that he wanted so he could go and do, like, off-road stuff on grassy hills and i have very specific memory of watching this guy like trying to go down a hill in a wobbly get falling off it i'm not sure it ever made it into like <laughs> shops or anything but i have a very specific memory of that this death trap never made it into shops or yeah whatever. i mean i'm surprised well really. i do see uh, i don't even know what it's called but like the split scooter thing that you oh, see yeah, they're the cool. kids pretty much they are no but they look they look interesting you sort of like do you have wiggle. to do you do the wiggly thing like you do with the skateboard you can to you can sort of sideways. like pulse them and you'll get a bit of momentum oh uh, that's quite mm, good. Weird. That's what the snakeboard works like. If you just keep your back foot going, it can propel yourself. A bit. I kind of want to try Why one, but as you say, they're also like skateboards. Sam, he was a skateboarder. He was a mosher. Did not know that. Well, you can be a mosher and not not skate. No, you can't. In California, I sort of punted around on one. You can spend a lot of time in skate parks and sit at the side. So your modern equivalent is pretty much on your vehicle of some sort. That your vehicle of some sort, young man. That may or get out of town. I mean, we don't really have the same gene pool issues anymore, but if we did, get on your segue, mate. <laughs> it is, it's evolved to me more than that, though, hasn't it? I mean, yeah. we couldn't decide. Did you find any sort of definitive on what it meant? More of what me and Sam were saying. Okay, basically. so it's more just sort of nice, pleasant sort of like, oh. Well, it, it, can be a, it can be said in various ways. I think that's part of it. It's not, it's not angry or humorous in its own right it's just a phrase that people use in various ways in humor mm. and in anger etc cool yeah. nice one I like that. and it's not biblical although it could have been oh, sam that's sad what was your idiom remind us tie the knot to tie the knot to tie the knot oh, i've done that come on you have you are the only one of us that's tied the knot and only right. only one of us that ever will until some until sam finds someone that pressures him into it ben ben much for the um, peer pressure has it's not okay. It's not pressure. Arguably, Terence has as well. It's not pressure with Sam. Sam's just going to fall into that situation at some point. He's just going to be like, yeah, all right. I mean, if that seems like a good idea, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> do you like or dislike the concept? If it meant something to someone that I was with and I cared about their opinion, then sure. That is exactly how I imagined that would go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> Fine. I, it, if that no would make skin you off my nose, no, which is yeah. another one we can use. But oh, we should write that down. So tie the knot. Yeah, what do you think it means? I don't think we're going to have much trouble deciphering what tie the knot means. It's a very common saying, right? At yeah. least for the meaning. It's like, it's getting married. Yep. You can, you can occasionally use it in a way of being like, they're in a more serious relationship. They've made their relationship more serious or whatever. But I think generally it's just marriage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's just marriage. Getting hitched. Which, by the way, is where I think it comes from. Okay. Getting hitched. Yeah. Isn't that a horse thing? I think... Well, you can also hitch a trailer. 
So I think... It hits lots of things. In the... You can. Not. But I think it comes from the same thing. I think they're two, two phrases that have the same etymology, etymological root. And I think what it is... Great use of etymological root Thank as you. a sentence. You said it better than I did because I stumbled <laughs> over it. Um, at a time when... And there's still some places in the States and it's kind of made its way over here because we adopt everything the Americans do. Mm. You tie cans and ribbons and things to the back of your car. Okay. And that is symbolic of a trailer that you used to tie to the back of a vehicle when you were leaving with your new spouse to start a new life. And the trailer used to be full of like and that's the knot you would tie. And, and that's the knot you would tie on the back of the on the back of the car. So getting hitched, you hitch your trailer, and also tying the knot, you're tying the knot of your trailer to I the back really of your vehicle. I really would never have thought of that. Because it's the wrong answer. <laughs> of all the things I looked up, and I read a lot of bits for this, like that that didn't even that come did up. That did not once, even come like... up once. <laughs> He's an original fellow. It fella. sounds reasonable, but no. They definitely tie some <laughs> it things. It didn't even mention like getting hitched as a as a vaguely related thing. Cool. I didn't I'm even a... think to look into that one. Now you know. I'm just, I'm just pleased with myself. I wonder where that did actually come from. It could just now be also similar sort of not symbology like... Deborah? Yes, uh, ribbon ceremonies. So in kind of ancient ceremonies, you would put hands together and wrap your hands with ribbons of various kinds and there are also kind of rings i think the if you promise to someone then they would like instead of a gold ring or whatever you would just tie a piece of satin ribbon around there i want to say i want to say it's an orthodox uh christian thing but i might be wrong the tying because you still definitely do it there's places that still what, do like, it oh, these the, days the tying ceremony tying the hands together you see it, it on that, that's like a isn't that like a celtish thing like a oh, maybe. druid thing i, I don't thought think it's a christian thing okay i thought it was an orthodox thing. um we're wrong the, on, the other thing that occurs to me was, um, you know how in medieval culture, if you gave someone a, like, napkin or a piece of cloth, a woman would give it to a man yep, as a, fa- like, like a favour? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think there was something to do with that where if you then tied that, you could use that to tie the two people together and then they were basically legally married. That's very awkward. <laughs> That's very awkward flirting. You just walk into a room and the woman yeah, hands the really guy... it's really easy to get married in, in medieval society. You basically oh. just have sex and then both decide to have, be married. You're like, are we married now? Yeah, all right. So there's a lot of confusion a lot of the time. <laughs> it happens in ancient Greece as well. It's the basis for like, Yeah, okay, law. let's get married. Let's just be together forever. Well, it's the basis I'm not for, married anymore. It's the basis for common law in this country and many other countries. Just the idea that you are legally married if there is enough precedent to say that you've done things as Yeah, isn't there like, it wasn't that quite recent though where they decided that if you'd been together with someone for seven years then, or is it ten, something like that, then you're basically um, legally married even if, you know, you have the same rights legally if you separate than you would do if you were married and you got divorced. Mm. Yeah, no, well, yeah, because the argument always comes up in terms of like property and ownership of funds and stuff and how it gets divided yeah. among separated partners. Yeah. I also learned today, which is tangentially related, that we don't have an, uh, a, I forget what it's called, but a divorce system in this country that allows for just neutral agreement to get divorced. Yeah. The divorce in this country doesn't allow you to get divorced if you just both decide we're not right for each other, we want to split up. There has to have been some moral or lawful reason for the divorce to happen yeah there's a really big um problem with that with gay rights actually something to do with like there's no even though they made gay marriage legal like they've not put it into divorce law so actually have it be sleeping with men is a good enough reason to break up with the marriage so by sleeping with your husband you could just legally say that you could divorce now i'm fairly sure that that's the same reason why in this country lesbian sex is not acknowledged in the eyes of the law it's not that's not a form of adultery it, because of, really yeah, we did all the divorce stuff at work yeah which is where and the questionnaire is like from. has adultery occurred 
and then there's a definition of it and it's like um you know having sex with someone of the other of the other sex who is not your partner or having sex with a man and then that's it (laughs) that's it so you could have sex with a woman who is not your partner and still be legally as a woman you could as a man you couldn't okay yeah it's weird. It's, it's just. It's very weird. Okay, legislation. Yeah, never yeah. Been it's, it's a lot of. There's a lot of stuff like that in our legal system, which is worrying. Where were we? Ribbons. Tying the knot. Tying Ribbons. knots. Yeah. Um, with ladies, men, or otherwise. Yep. Marriage. Marriage. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. yeah. I was trying to sort of tentatively. I gave link you about eight the... different options there and didn't Did really nail one. Like, yeah. I, I was trying to sort of tentatively link it to. You'll know the name of this. The knot that was cut through rather than untied. Oh. oh, the wasn't that the the guy who uh, wanted to cut the baby in half? It's the same guy, isn't it? Is it Dante's knot? Mm, is it Dante's knot? It doesn't sound right. That was to do with right. Damascus again. Damascus, that might be right. Damascus, because it was. I the still ki- don't know what it, it means. was. The king's knot, rather than the actual person who cut it's knot, wasn't it? That's what it's yeah. called. I don't really remember. I want to say he's the same guy that shot the bow through the axe handle. I want to say that's the same guy. I don't remember that either. And he had to shoot an arrow through all the holes in all the handles of the axes to hit the wall on the other side or to hit a target on the other to side. Prove what? I think it was a hand in marriage thing. Oh, or it God, was so many hand or it was things. to show that he had the ability to go and fight a gorg- gorgon. It might be from Conan. This is Oh yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of things getting confused I think in my if head it's, right now. Isn't it if they're going to kill a gorgon, that's Perseus. Right? I'm sure he fights a gorgon and Conan. Yeah, that, I think I think that's a film. Thing. I know, I know. No, <laughs> I Conan was no Conan is. was um, pulp. Conan was like a series of pulp, a, a fictional, a fictional, as opposed rather, to those... as opposed to a mythical, yeah. origin. Yes, okay, <laughs> but yeah, I don't remember the thing about the knot, but they might they might be related. I'll find out. I will put um, it. I will put it in the show notes. Isn't it a challenge that someone is set to untie the knot? Yes, and no, he doesn't. He just walks in with a sword and chops through it, which is not untying the knot. Like, however you look at it, he did not untie the knot, so he just voided the challenge by cutting through it. So where does it come from? Um, there's loads of... How many places. did I hit on the hit list? Very no. good, actually. Like, <laughs> how many did I hit? No, it's just... Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, the obvious thing is, like, yeah, it's two people sort of joining together. So, like, the symbology of just, like, oh, look, they're physically joining together, like, tying a knot, like, yeah. blah, yeah, right. Loads of people go off and on about that and find a load of really naff references about, like, just anyone mentioning not next to marriage or tied next to marriage and, like, none of them <laughs> are decent as origins. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't like any of These them. These are so two words apart, it's clear. So I don't bring any of them. Like, there's a lot of old English ones where they translate it and then it's just something about tied and, like... And then they were tied together for... Yeah, it's rubbish. ...the rest like, of their chat life. But there are loads of, like, really hard, like, references to, like the things you mentioned like the actual sort of traditions so mm-hmm. there's a pagan one which yeah. you yeah you kind of alluded to very celtic yeah nature called hand fasting apparently ah uh, yeah which is coming back it seems as a sort of trendy new sort of commitment thing but in the old pagan sense it's just a couple would have they have some sort of ceremony where they'd like link hands or arms and like people someone or a few people would tie some fabric or something around it and then they were Sort of, they weren't married, but it was like the equivalent of it. They'd made like a commitment to try, you know, they were a partner for like a year and a day and they could just part ways at any time. But if they didn't choose to part ways during that, then it was permanent and lifelong. Yeah. 
Interesting. Well, so, so you have like a period of time where you can yeah. untie the knot, and then after that, yeah. you're like, you're done. Yeah, it's like a really long annulment period. Yeah, nice. Yeah. That's interesting. That's, you so, said that's coming back, so people making what promises? Well, no, just just this idea of calling it a hand fasting ceremony and then like tying things. That's like, very it's just popular very, now. Maybe that's where I've seen it. Maybe I think, it, yeah, maybe I think it's very much like very, a like, commitment. People ring who don't. Thinking who, about maybe getting engaged. Commitment in the future rings. Yeah. They're, they're an American thing, right? Yes, yeah, they're an American thing. That's yeah. a, well, it's kind of like a. Because you have rings that say you're going to stay celibate. And then you have rings that say that you're going to stay celibate for a person. Then you get a ring when you get engaged to prove that you definitely did do all those things and that you're going to continue to do those things until you get married. And then you get a wedding ring and you finally get to have sex, probably when you're 50. You've basically just like one one solid (laughs) finger of gold. (laughs) (laughs) I promised and I really held on. Um, And then the wedding ring doesn't fit on the top. I was going to say, you've got to permanently keep just like the top of your finger curled over just just to make sure. Someone's got to hold these on. Really, really strong finger. Yeah, on the same finger, all these things or are there like other dedicated special uh, engagement for ring and wedding ring go on the same finger always right. I've no, I I have no idea about the other ones which Con- conveniently called the ring finger I know yeah. it's called the ring finger but I it don't is, know which one it is it's the left hand third finger and the only reason I really remember that is because it went on and I haven't taken it off since yeah you've got an easy way of remembering you're wearing a wedding ring I'm wearing a wedding ring <laughs> but like um, but yeah now if I take them off you can sort of see the band of yeah, like, you've never taken them off since I took them off um, at about six months pregnant because I was going to put off the circulation to to my fingers. (laughs) (laughs) So I wore them around my neck instead. No, that's fair. Um, fair. But yeah, I was (laughs) very, very fat. (laughs) It's a good way to show your commitment though. My fingers turned blue. My fingers turned blue. Are you proud of me? A load of older references, like very old references to like Roman tradition, Mm. apparently of like the bride's girdle being like tied in knots. So to like consummate the marriage, they had to untie all the knots. That's a bit like those weird medieval girdle things, yep. isn't it? Yeah. Super creepy. Weird this... medieval girdle things. Elaborate. Oh, wow. So like metal knickers. With oh, a, a chastity belt. Yeah. Right. Like sorry. That. I didn't, I didn't with, know what I was know, getting at. But... Fabric and lots of knots. Yep. Because so, yeah, it's, it's very hot in Rome. So yep. Needs all that. And then there's, interestingly enough, pictures from something called the Codex Mendoza from 1434. Which has a lot of pictures like Aztec culture and like, you know, inscriptions, not pictures, but like artwork of Aztec things. And there was a load of like marriage ceremonies there. And it's like that's a couple sitting next to each other and having like the clothes tied together. Oh, cool. And that's, that's one that's fairly. It's really interesting well how actually to see whether, how people balance the whole like medieval and um, ancient civilization concept of marriage with these ceremonies yeah. because a lot of people have agreed basically that there wasn't one um, and that it was very confusing and that's why you ended up with a lot of confusing situations that happened where people didn't know whether they were married really or they just chose to ignore the fact that they got married because yeah. it was it was kind of an agreement between p- two people and no one could prove it so if you went off and decided to go with someone else Wedding you can't ce- prove that you were married or not married. I mean, I suppose that's the reason why wedding ceremonies now are a bit weird. Because if you look at it objectively from the outside, there's a whole ceremony. Say you're going for a, a, a middle-ish wedding where you've not spent ludicrous amounts, but you're also not yeah. getting married in the off- in the uh, civil office, whatever it's called. Um, you've still got this ceremony. You've got the exchange of the rings. You've got the you may now kiss the bride. And then we're going to take you over to this little table and you're going to sign your name in front of this witness. It's all very based on that kind of concept of marriage, of of doing it because you are the goods and it must be witnessed. Yeah, it's like it's like signing over one of your 
the highest paid commodities. Yeah. <laughs> like, here's the one thing I own that is worth the most money. Um, I need to make sure that you, we've signed off on this. I, I, I'm finding it interesting that a lot of the civilizations you mentioned are a lot of the sort of like Aztec thing, and then there's yep. the modern way of doing it. But I'd imagine in the older civilizations, it's because cloth is fairly readily available, and it's not like everyone can afford a gold ring. And rings are fairly recent anyway, aren't they? But it's really easy to just get some cloth and symbolically wrap it around people's yeah. hands. Just symbolizing. There's, there's, I think it's like Ukraine, where like there was a picture and like, the bread and groom had the hands together and then like every guest ties a piece of fabric around it and it looked quite painful. And then mm. in Hindu wedding ceremonies, like it still seems to be a big thing there. Oh, right, okay. So like they tie the garments together somehow and then the couple walk around a fire and then every step you say a vow as you sort wow. of step around. And that's because, and I looked this up and I was very, I was quite pleased with it. They're saying, <laughs> they're saying the vows in front of the fire god and that's because the fire god Agni is the primary witness to Hindu wedding. Really? Yep. That's pretty exciting. That's yeah. quite cool. Yeah. Like, that puts us to shame. Yeah. I say ours. Pretty much any any wedding puts, yeah. <laughs> like, the, oh, the mass so, boring of 100 so, people in, so a, in a cold boring. place. Um, I get it. It's the happiest day of your life. Fine. But just accept that I'm probably going to fall asleep. Anything else? So is there any kind of one that seemed like the best one? I don't know. The Hindus are still doing it, so they must they win. like their bit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's an impressive ceremony. Yeah. Down with it. Good. In some towns, it <laughs> is like the hands are bound together until consummation. Oh, right. Okay. But it's just. Oh, wow. That seems like hard work. Yeah. You're going to say permanently for a second. <laughs> permanently, yeah. <laughs> Forever. If you untie ever. that, you're not married anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's an easy way of divorcing, to be fair. Yeah. I think the modern equivalent is um, Amy Winehands or Edward Ciderhands, whichever one you want to call it. What's Edward okay. Ciderhands? Have you ever seen Edward Ciderhands? I'll no. play it. I have no idea what this is. Can you play this? No. Oh, man. Um, it. I think it started as a rugby thing, like it's. But essentially, it's you know those the big bottles of Strongbow, yeah. traditionally like the three liter the ones. The stuff my granddad used to drink yeah. when he was babysitting. So it can be Strongbow. It could be White Lightning. I guess this game isn't <laughs> going to be great. Like it doesn't really. It's not a. Yeah, it's not a good time. It's not one for cider connoisseurs. <laughs> like, but a um a three liter bottle is duct taped to each hand. Great. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't take them off until you finish them. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Edward Sider. Yep. <laughs> Done. And the human bladder is a lot smaller than six litres. Oh so. my God, how do you wee? Well, that, well. That, such is the game. Such like, is the game. It's either you can try and figure it out or you try and convince somebody else to help. All right, cool. Sort of weakened versions of the game allow you to take one off when it's done. So you like, can go So you can have a free hand, but that's, I don't think that's the traditional. Amy Winehands is similar, game. but with wine. Yeah, I mean, that's what drinking games are, generally. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely. just a fast way of getting drunk. Especially British ones. Like, in, in America, <laughs> if you win, you don't drink. But in British games, everybody drinks, regardless yeah. it doesn't of what's matter going what it is. <laughs> There's not a game. <laughs> it's not really a it's game. Just... It's just like, you drink, you drink more, <laughs> you drink more than that. You're winning, you drink more than that. You drink more. And yep. then, and then the, the person who drinks the most is the drunkest. Good. Tie the knot. Yep. You. Pass the book. Pass the book. Nice way to pass the book on to me there. So what does it mean? All right, straight off. How do you spell book and when you think of pass the book? Ooh, this was going to be one of my questions. B-U-C-K. Okay. Yeah, I do as well because I have looked, <laughs> I have, I have looked this up once before and I can't remember the answer. Oh, okay. Fair Good. Enough. I'm glad you can't remember the answer because yeah. that would make it really, really easy. Pass the book. What does it mean though? When, when, do you, when do you pass the book? What does passing the book imply to you? Putting the onus on someone else or giving your workload to someone else or... Like you're okay. physically passing over a workload. Yeah, passing over or um, the responsibility. Yeah, where something was your fault almost, and you're just giving it to someone else. 
just been like, well, that was that guy. Yeah. So it was your fault actively, but you're just passing it on to someone else and kind of like saying, ah, it was their fault, really. It wasn't me. Nothing to do with me. Yeah, kind of like it. Maybe you had a, a, a level of involvement. It may, may not have been yours entirely, but you had a level of involvement and you're just like, ah, no. You know, I just egged the guy on. So it's all this guy. He's the worst one. Interesting. All right. So generally means implying or outright stating that someone else holds responsibility for something others might have thought that you were responsible for. Yeah. So mm-hmm. less physically passing on a workload, more sort of like saying they're responsible for this massive disaster. Um, even if you're not. Passing the book might be a bit unfair because accusing someone of passing the book is seen as a negative, even if they're doing it in good faith. And it can actually be used in good faith as well. So okay. if you do, so if you do something that's particularly good but you're a bit selfless and you want someone else to get a bit of praise for a change you can just use it you, can, that way. you can pass on the book hmm. to someone else and I say would never have used it that yeah way. but it it's not it that's massively dying out it's just yeah. not used that way anymore it's it's much more negative connotations now mm. um but i found that fascinating because yeah. i'd never heard it in a positive stance um origin what do you think of the book as is it a book as in slang for dollar or a deer See, the, in my head i was thinking more animal based mm. But like, but then there's to book, isn't there? Like a, oh, to book like a, a booking bronco. Mm. Um, so maybe it could be like a booking horse or a booking something that is a bad thing. Like you've taunted a horse to an extent and then <laughs> now they're booking and now you're going to be like, ah, could be a that booking... horse looks very unhappy. Now mm. it's your problem. Could be a booking book though. It could be a booking book. <laughs> 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 Sounds like you're trying to in. hide swearing from it. <laughs> it really does. Fucking um, hell. <laughs> that fucking book. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But then why would you pass a book? Why would you not want to keep that book? It's a good book. Oh God, I don't know which book we're on. <laughs> yeah. If it was a deer, they're quite like sought after in hunting circles. High hunting, hunting high society circles. Yeah. So. I do you think it's hunting based? And I think. Maybe book shot around for a shotgun. What if yeah. you've shot a deer? Yep. You're like, but you did it while your master was wasn't there, and your master hasn't like killed anything that day. So you like tell him it's yours. You're like, ego, you that's yours now. You get to keep that and take Which all the glory. Convince him he shot of, a deer. Hey, good shot. So he's <laughs> like, what? Shot, guy. <laughs> <laughs> what? What has happened? Um, like that, like that Simpsons episode where Monty Burns is doing all the golf, but it's actually secretly Simmons. I I felt really sorry for Simmons and the Simpsons. Oh, he just wanted a lovely homoerotic relationship. He did, and he was never going to get it. And no, that was sad. He wasn't. Back oh, yeah. to past the book. I bet you can't even remember what you said now, can you? Killing a deer for your master and then giving it to them for them to pretend like it was theirs. So there's two. There's two kind of possible origins here that I want you to debate. It, the first one, which is the short one, uh, may have come from the French expression bouc émissaire, or émissaire, uh, meaning scapegoat, literally meaning scapegoat, okay. which is kind of like an exploration that I don't want to go down, scapegoat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, bouc is the first word, and just pass the book or pass the book. Kind of like a, an Pass evolution the scapegoat of that. around. Yeah, well, it's, it's literally in it. Like scapegoat's the same sort of thing. Pass the book yeah. and it's scapegoat. Arguably the same thing. The second one is it's supposed to have come from poker around the time of the American frontier, also known as the cowboyist of times. Um, <laughs> a buckhorn handle was used to denote the dealer in a game of poker. If the person who it was the person whose turn it was 
who to deal got the book pointed at them, and if they didn't want to deal, wanted to pass it on, they'd pass the book to the next person. It was book horn handle, so like you've seen knives that have got book horn on the end of them, and it's a got one. You got one. Oh, interesting. Yeah. One interesting collector's items. Yeah, just Bowie knife. It's moving, nice. moving along. Uh, yeah, that's why the counter in poker is actually called the book. I don't think it is. It is. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> kind of. I kind of wondered if you would dispute that, but yeah. So. <laughs> when I made it up, I wondered. <laughs> so, what do you reckon then? Is it is it from poker or is it just the French? It's kind of like a bastardization of the French book emissaire. Emissary? I don't even know how you pronounce that. But yeah, is it the French one or is it poker? Answer me that. Riddle me this. I don't feel strongly towards any of those as an answer. I don't know why. You're going with neither. Yep. <laughs> Samson with neither. None of the above. None of the above. Spoiled by The secret third option that no one has spoken of at this time. Yeah. All right, know, fair none enough. of those feel right. I'm going with French. Sweet. Because you seem less confident about it. That's a fair reason. Um, mm. It doesn't seem to be the French one. Oh, man. So it was, it's kind of like put forward. I'm bad at this. I don't think I've ever guessed right. Not once. <laughs> it's, it's real. Like the, the, the expression is real, but it's, it's tangentially related to the fact that it just sounds similar and there's nothing else apart uh, from that. Okay. Um, similar meaning. It sounds a bit similar, but that's it. But most of the phrase does seem to come from past the book is just a book on handle knife that used to be used as a token in poker. Um, Mark Twain, a famous of our idiom podcast for some reason, yep. cites passing the book as slang in Virginia City by the time he was a reporter in 1862. Did Mark Twain often report about slang? Is that why we were always talking about him? No, he just, um, I think he just was so prolific that he had a lot of writings on writings things on at that things, time. Yeah. And and he, the and he, language was very different then. And he wasn't just a fiction author, was he? Because he was actually a, um, a reporter for most of his life. And, but he was, he was quite a, an essayist. Is that the word? No. Not sure. Um, the book stops here is a similar phrase from the same origin. And yeah. the book stops here is the idea that, uh, you know, the person at the top is where the blame ends. Uh, mm. Supposedly, Harry Truman had a sign in his office that read, the book stops here. And there's a photo of it on his desk in the Oval oh. Office. Because he just... He was Yeah, where did the book stop here come from then? Um same idea that the the dealer in poker is is the person that has the majority of the power for that particular hand. So the book stops with them. It's 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 what, related the same to the, origin. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's the exact same origin. The That's book weird. stops here and past the book has got the same etymological root. And it's because cheating was sort of rife when cowboys were playing poker and they needed some way of sort of symbolically saying don't do <laughs> Shockingly. it. Shockingly. Shockingly, yeah. As they're known as such honest individuals, generally. Since you disputed the idea that the counter's called the book, yeah. another name for the counter in poker is a button. Yeah. Uh, silver dollars were used as markers for some points. Um, and there's a suggestion, I put in, in like brackets here, citation needed, that this is where the Yanks get the word books for their money from. Because a silver dollar was used as a token, which was also a book in poker. So a book yeah. is cash money. Maybe. That seems fair. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. If that's if that is the indeed the route for when book. did poker become a thing? It's been around a long time. Yeah, poker. It's a very old game. It's good There's game. lots of types of poker as well. Yeah, I used to play um play like go fish with my nan for two peas. That's about my level. That's nice. and also two peas are getting banned soon. So there's going to be a lot of them around. Hope so. Hope so. Need to get rid of them. One piece, two piece. No one will manage to ban them. It's going to be really, really difficult for someone to learn how to count, though. That was my immediate thought about that the other day. I was like. Just... Oh, it'd be really easy to just show my little girl how to count by giving her five Ps and then be like, this means five P. Um, but if there's no one Ps, 
You've still got pounds. You've still got pounds and notes. You could still use that. Yeah, but... Surely there's an app for that. Surely you just throw your phone at their general direction and they just learn. Isn't that the modern parenting technique? Um, Yeah, and it's amazing, (laughs) but there are other things that people need to do too. Very sad. Uh, I've been missold on this. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) You can't just plug them into a computer when they're first born and be like, go learn the internet. Um, you may encounter things that you don't want to see. There's nothing to be done about that. Thanks for joining us this week. Be sure to leave a review in iTunes, subscribe to us on YouTube and on the Overcast app. Feel free to hit the star to get people talking about us behind our backs. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at M-F-O-R podcast. And feel free to email us to make Sam happy, cast at zy.io. Cast at zy.io. Relevant links from this episode are in the show notes and our individual social media accounts are available at the bottom for those of us that have them. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Money for Old Rope, a podcast ostensibly about idioms. That's a really long sign out. That's possibly the longest sign out you've ever done. That was amazing. It's the only one that's gone uninterrupted. That's the problem. <laughs> it's usually, we were pretty serious it's tonight. I think it was segmented. probably the half an hour of just deep discussion to start with. <laughs> just like, I've really set the tone. I'm really going to discuss this. Did everyone see that Apu drama that was unfolding on Twitter? No. Apu drama? Oh god! I is it, see is all it, this. No, I missed. All right, this basically, so uh, last year there was a documentary called "The Problem with a Poo" or "The Trouble with a Poo," yeah. and it's about how like Hindus in America are just like, despite all the well-meaning things from The Simpsons, like, like it's a very racist stereotype of a Hindu, and that pretty much no Hindu male in the UK gets away without someone saying "Thank you, come again" or like doing a novelty accent that uh, comes from that. Right. Yeah. Oh my god. And, it's always it's never been addressed by the Simpsons until last week or the week before mm. when they had put they had a bit in the thing and Lisa mm. wanted a um a story reading to her that she liked when she was a kid mm-hmm. and Marge was reading it but she realised it was actually like a really racist unsuitable old book yeah so she just sanitised it all and then Lisa um they, they her and Marge had a conversation about how like. Oh, but it's not the same if you censor it. Like if we can't, if we just go changing things from the past, like blah blah blah, mm. it's not so good. And then Lisa t- like breaks the fourth wall, deadpans the camera, and says like some things should just be left the way they are, and maybe people shouldn't look too much into it or something. Like oh, that's then, not a great lesson. And then it and then it pans to her like asleep, and there's a picture of um poo on the bedstand, and it says like don't. Ha- it's signed like don't have a cow man or something, and then. I don't know. What do you think about that as a response to the situation? It seems they're, like a not a great idea. <laughs> they're making the the Huckleberry Finn shouldn't be censored argument. Yeah, that's the exact same argument that comes up in literature. Yeah, I get that for previous episodes. That's totally fine. But going but forward, going forward, it depends how they handle it going forward. It depends if they still have him as a stereotype. And it kind of sounded like they were just still... definitely going to continue exactly as they were. Really, before. you get that from that? I mean, I'd be, curious, sentence, I'd be curious. Yeah, to see yeah. Let I me mean, get the actual forward. word, and like that's just me. Yeah, doing it. But yeah, I'd be but curious to see what they do going forward. If they stick with him, just unless being... he just gets rid of the quickie mart entirely. Yeah, I mean, if, 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 I mean that that's that's stereotype sell... enough in itself, <clears throat> isn't it? So they should do an episode where he just sells out to Walmart and just becomes like an entrepreneur or something. They could just do anything with it moving forward and just yeah. not address the past. But in the original thing that Apu was in, I'm not sure which episode it was. It'll be yeah. a very early one. But there was um, Santa's little helper. Think might... features in that. Yeah, it, or even just when he was there and not spoken but in matt groening's original um script mm. there's a big handwritten note next to like a poo where it says like cashier in quickie mart and he's written not indian in big letters because he's just like we're not going there like 
Wow. With not having this, like the owner of this, this convenience shop being an Indian man. But then when Dan Castanata, Dan Castellanata. Yeah, something like that. Um, apparently when he came and did the read for it, he put on like a really like funny novelty Indian accent. And yeah. everyone was like, yeah, boom, got it. That'll be ace. And then. And, and it, it just kind of happened. Stuck. And then oh. two decades and later. And he said, he's come out and said like, I would hate to think that I've made anyone feel uncomfortable bad for this this isn't why i do this like mm. it just seems like a naff situation all around yeah it's a terrible situation to be in and i think people have become very aware of stuff yeah. like that 